Amen. That's pretty good. <laughs> well, thank you, Heavenly Father, that the enemy won't even bother because we worship His Majesty and we command the bending of every knee and the circumcision with the two-edged sword of the tongue that's like the hypocrite's board. Amen. <laughs> Jesus. Shori akandore drandore morugodro dondori vudrigariashi just pray in tongues for a couple of minutes and cleanse the airwaves. It's better than any air purifier or humidifier in the world. Tongues of fire. House of the tongues of fire. Zikitri kuturabushidri. Zindri mukudrando. Rikuruto. Erikari. If you're watching online, pray in tongues for a couple minutes with us. Zindri gandara. Zoturbukunduri. Zindri madrivahariara. Christmas tongues. Hanukkah tongues. Shindriya Katarando Zonduri Bukutra Zandari Bakandari Butra Makarandari Butra Bate Zendari Bukundur Butra Butri Shikareto Just fill the whole airspace with the tongues of your spirit man speaking in the language of the Holy Ghost Shandari Akutureso Herea Koreande Recarezo, varotande, come on, Oscarizo. Woo! In the ribusa, When your spirit talks, it destroys the works of the devil. I feel fire around my whole neck right now. Era kutra siriashi, kiriandurbo kundarase, vandar makandriasi kiriatere. Dondomo, shindri, zato, vandama, vindicate, rakutureso, kiriakando, erimakateso, rishikare. Holy Jesus! Jesus! Holy Ghost! Randorebo, 
Isi kari ato makarate Heri anda makunduri rondori ato Ola kenderi ase Jindiri akarate Anda Cleanse all the demonic scrolls He's cleansing the manuscripts of demons and the blood of the Nile. If you don't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost and you're tuning in, touch the screen and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and out of your belly begin to speak in tongues new tongues, new dialects, new languages higher wisdom languages of angels, tongues of angels tongues of seraphim, ophanim and cherubim speak to the angels Hakudrasho Kiriandrimurakura Erandomoriasa we release the seven stars upon the seven mountains of Satan that oppose the seven spirits of God in our righteous and holy souls. Let the tower of Jezebel be burned down by the seven blazing torches of our holy and righteous souls of our holy and righteous flesh, of our holy and righteous spirits. Amen. He can direct the tongues of fire like rivers of fire upon the enemy to burn down their seven mountains of stolen wealth Stolen Christianity, stolen souls, stolen everything. Burn it down. Seven torches burning the false seven mountains of Jezebel and her false Christianity in America down into the Dead Sea of the abyss of fire under the earth. Shukuroto. Erabukura tuburi karabatro. Through all media, through all media, through all social media, through all YouTube, through all Facebook, through all Twitter, through all Instagram, through all Twitch. Amen. All communication, all satellites. All airspace, all space, all skies, all earth, all energy, be cleansed holy to the Lord Jesus Christ in the heavens, in the earth, and throughout the whole earth. A healing of energy, a healing of electricity, a healing of internet, a healing of television, a healing of radio. We command it come forth now out of our holy souls by the seven spirits of God 
and by the law of the sun and the law of the moon and the law of the order of all the stars in heaven that worship and obey Jesus Christ. Loose. Gondresi, Gindredro, Dramondregari, Gondamoro, Dramondredri. Break through into the deep. Break through into the fountain of Israel. Break through into the fountain of Isaac. Break through into the fountain of Abraham. Break through into the fountain of Shem. Break through into the fountain of Noah. Break through into the fountain of Methuselah. And break through into the fountain of Enoch. And break through into the fountain of Jared. And break through into the fountain of Jesus Christ in the garden of righteousness. Break through like the mighty breaking waters. Awesome. Praise God. <laughs> Jesus. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. Mr. Jesus neighborhood. And he's coming back like a raging lion. He ain't coming back like a teddy bear. His first coming, he came like a teddy bear. He was trampled upon, slandered, abused, gossiped, murdered by all men. That's what the Bible says. First coming, gentle lamb. Second coming, raging lion called the wrath of the lamb. And the Christians are completely unready for the nature of the king of Israel. We only know him as a lamb. We only know him as a teddy bear. We know him in our cuddle time. We got some kind of Abba thing. Some of us have a false daddy mentality where we're just all too familiar with a God we barely know. And so when he comes in a different form, we attack him. You see it every day. That ain't my Jesus. What is your Jesus? A blankie? A pacifier? What Jesus are you worshiping anyhow? You know, the final quest, they're worshiping hippie Jesus. Pacifist Jesus. Every one of them was destroyed by Satan and thrown into the enemy armies that pretended to be Christians. Well, we've already seen that by the tens of thousands. We're in a different era. Name of the moon. We're in a different realm and world and age and timeline of maturity where this ain't like midway up the mountain and meeting with an angel that his name's wisdom and we don't even know it's Jesus. We're a people that have been living in the fountain of the garden of righteousness for many, 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 many years. Even many ages. I don't know what you know about ages, but I'll tell you an age only depends on the maturity of Jesus Christ, the righteous seed, the plant of righteousness, maturing 
in your inner man. Not your inner woman. That's the devil. Get Jezebel out of you. In your inner man. Jesus man. The man Jesus in you. You don't have an inner woman, bride of Jezebel. You have an inner man because the inner man is the maturing of Jesus in you and the bride of Jesus in you is people that have yielded their witchcraft-filled souls of Jezebel's sorcery from charismatic abominations that have the appearance, of course, of prophecy, that have the appearance of charismatic stuff. It's all iniquity. And we take all that iniquity, we go to the threshing floor of Ruth and get it annihilated out of our wicked spirits, out of our immoral spirits, out of our dirty conscience, and out of our souls, which is your heart and your feelings and emotions, and out of your brains, out of your thought and will, out of your flesh. And the threshing floor saves you who believe in Jesus. After you believe in Jesus, you better grow in the threshing floor. Otherwise, what does the Bible say? You go back to Moab, the land of loose living, the land of Jezebel, of immorality and sorcery, of false pagan Christianity. Some of you are a lot more in the danger zone than you are aware of right now. Some of you are this close to going back to Moab and there's no guarantee you'll ever get back to Zion because of how deceived you are in false charismatic Christianity. That's your problem. The prophetic that you learned up until this point has to be annihilated on the threshing floor, otherwise you'll never know the harvest of righteousness. How do you get Boaz harvest field of wheat which represents Jesus Christ far away fields of righteousness that are far away from most of your souls and spirits and minds and flesh today because of Moab because of compromise because of a lack of actual crucifixion in your spirit which is your conscience in your soul which is your feelings so you're not used to having your feelings threshed by the ox of God. You better get used to it because you can't advance even into the wheat field of righteousness to even start eating out of the Father's hand the fresh bread of the fresh wheat of the third heaven until you're threshed. What is the threshing floor? A place that produces wheat for making God's daily bread. The reason why most of you can't digest Joel's Bar Drunken Glory broadcast or Beelzebub broadcast or high level teaching of the meat of the Word of God is because you're filled with Moab and this bread is holy to the Lord. This is the showbread of the high priest of Israel. And unless your spirit, soul, flesh, brain, senses, blood is threshed in the threshing floor. You will despise holy bread and insist 
on the bread of Jezebel, the bread of the false prophet, the bread of the false teacher, the bread of iniquity, it's called in the Bible. They eat the bread of iniquity. What is that? Sinning with their spirit in pagan religious forms of false new covenant Christianity. Sinning while they're eating. That's why it's okay to eat food sacrificed to idols, because now it's just in the realm of the natural. And be like, Paul be like, dude, if you have a weak conscience, it'll be sin to you. Everything's sin to you. Because you have a weak spirit. You're, you don't even have the blood in your spirit. So you're just like walking on eggshells. I can't listen to a secular song. I can't turn on the radio. I'm going to wear really dark sunglasses. You know, don't go anywhere near the beach. Someone might be wearing a bathing suit. And so everything is sin to you when you're totally immoral and wicked in your evil spirit. And you have the, the sewage of Satan inside your spirit. It's like sewage water. So the Bible says your spirit, man, is cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Put lightning in there. Right now, put the word of God in your spirit. You have a clean spirit? Well, you can't be offended. You'll love holiness and the severity of the judgment of the white throne of God. But if you have an unholy spirit, a defiled and a pride-filled spirit, your inner man full of Satan, then you'll be offended by everything. You'll try to apply it to everyone else. You'll never apply it to you. Apply it to your spouse because you're a raging hypocrite. It'll always be someone else because you never apply it to your spirit because you have an unrighteous conscience. We're at a place of an apostate Christian generation. We are at a place right now of an apostate, perverse, charismatic generation of Jezebel's wickedness. That is exactly where we're at. And most of you are caught right in the middle because you're not all into the radical, rigid righteousness that I walk in. You're in the place of the fence where I don't know about going that extreme with my spirit, soul, mind, and flesh. I don't know about getting that crucified with my spirit, becoming whatever thing I don't even know what it is that I'll transform into if I become rigid, if I become holy, if I become all burnt up as a living sacrifice, if I no longer live and I'm not a soulish hypocrite out here pretending to be a Christian, living out of my five senses instead of living out of the seven spirits of God as false Christians. These are false Christians who live out of the five senses. That's what makes you fake believers. Truth anyhow. And if you're a true believer, you live out of the seven spirits of God, the messianic anointing that recreates the new creature in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 All things new. All means all. Which means we don't live out of the five senses like sense, reason, false brethren. A false brother, a false sister, a false Christian that is everywhere in the New Testament, if you read the Bible, are those who live out of the five senses of the flesh. It's called sense and reason blasphemy. They're all blasphemers. You gotta get the blasphemy of the beast erased out of your senses and your reasoning or you cannot be an entry-level disciple. You can't. You cannot walk 
as a basic 30-fold under the sun real Christian. Okay? First step in the river as a disciple of Elijah under the sun is accepting the full surrender of your bones, your brains, your bloodlines, your feelings, your emotions, your thoughts, your cares, all of it. This is entry-level, 30-fold discipleship in the river of Elijah. And that's what it's called in the Bible. We don't have half of the people in Red Letter Ministries right now, even in the 30-fold of Elijah. Truth anyhow. That's exactly where we're at. We think that we, we come in here, we listen, we get comfortable, we get familiar, we claim that we're, we know because we hear and we're watching and blah, blah, blah. Is it in the senses? Is it in your reasoning? It has benefit you nothing. You're listening from Egypt. You're listening from Sodom. It has to be in spirit. If you're hearing and learning in spirit, then you're in the river. If you're hearing and learning with your senses, you're still in Egypt. You're not even a disciple yet. You think because you come into a radical ministry that is real discipleship of the kingdom of heaven, that you're disciples? Participating with the 12 apostles of the Lamb did not make you an apostle. Judas Iscariot was the devil the whole time. You have these sick puppies out here, and I'm talking about diseased by Satan and his angels, saying that the real test in Christianity is not how much you love Jesus, but how much you love Judas Iscariot. You realize that is as far gone and apostate and perverse from the true form of Jesus Christ Christianity as you can get in this wicked apostate generation. That's the furthest removal from being an actual 30-fold disciple. You are not a disciple of the Holy Ghost. You're a disciple of the Antichrist, who's Judas Iscariot. Jesus of Nazareth said from the very beginning, one of you is a devil. If you think in your sick, demented mind that Jesus ever loved the devil, you're not born again. Your salvation doesn't exist because you have nothing of wisdom, nothing of understanding, nothing of spirit. You haven't even begun agreeing with the spirit of holiness yet. You're not Christians. You're pagans. The Buddhists believe that crap. Love everyone. That's what John Lennon, as an antichrist, believed in. You're not a disciple of Jesus. You're a disciple of the scarabs called the Beatles. The scarabs of hell. You're a disciple of the Beatles of Satan. Your anointing is Beetlejuice and not the Holy Ghost. You hate the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit hates demons. The Holy Spirit hates sin. If you don't think so, you're not yet even a biblical Christian. True, then, yeah. You're like, oh, Jesus would love Satan. Jesus would love wickedness. You realize when Jesus forgave people in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he did it with a warning. 
Now, I know you don't read the Bible that much. You probably read the mirror translation or some kind of blasphemous translation that has no severity in it. You probably skip over these passages of the New Testament of the severity of the eternal punishment of false brethren because it's written everywhere in the New Testament because you deal with it constantly because Satan's always trying to come in and kill, steal, and destroy from the true. You have goats, you have foolish virgins, you have tares, you have the wicked in your midst. Every degree of your true discipleship as your cross gets bigger in your conscience which means your conscience gets cleaner and cleaner, holier and holier, which is called glory to glory to glory, brighter and brighter, because the Word of God gets more and more severe in your spirit, and your spirit threshes your soul. I don't listen to anything in my soul. I don't listen to any feeling, any emotion. I never listen to my mind. Never. I never am led by my senses. Otherwise, immediately you're a false prophet. Instantly, you're in the Tower of Jezebel. I don't even listen to my mind. Ever. I don't. We're at total war here. We have so much experience on the front lines for so long. Battle after battle. Thousands and thousands of battles. Tens of thousands times ten thousands of souls. 10,000 times 10,000 of angels and demons and evil spirits. You can't afford to listen to your brain, your flesh, your soul, even if you're the holiest person in the entire world. You go right into the seven blazing torches in your belly. Otherwise, you're you're a false leader. You're going to lead people astray. Even the elect and the chosen could be led astray. It is written in the book of Jude. Why? Because all of a sudden they get into senses. They think they're safe. They begin to relax in the Ephesians 6 armor. Oh, buddy, you don't know me. I've been warring here in Detroit, in Atlanta, where an entire area code is burnt to the ground by the crack cocaine epidemic. You don't understand what I've been through. I'm like way more extreme than you. Yeah, and I hope it's true. That'd be a wonderful benefit to Joel's army. I I really, really hoping for that. I wish it's true, and I hope it's true sincerely because it'd be helpful if it were actually true. It never is. They come in and they just have all these puffed up ideas of knowledge and pride and experiences and stuff, and it's almost 99.999% in the Tower of Jezebel. It's true. They come in and they're not sanctified of soul. They're soulish. God-inside-minded spirituality is unknown in this generation, so they're not developing the cross as the very genetics of Jesus Christ in their belly. They're not birthing the Son of God at the expense of dilating and circumcising their soul and their heart and their feelings and their emotions and their hormones and their animal and their flesh wider as if I don't care, I'm a burnt offering. That doesn't exist. You don't even see that in David Hogan or Bill Johnson circles anywhere. I know because those are the circles I came out of. It doesn't exist yet. We're pioneering it against all apostate perverts and the perversion of the true prophetic and you can feel like you're actually no 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 it's an advancing of what the previous apostles and prophets have done before us it's an honor i know you're worried about it make sure that you honor your elders 
Make sure you honor Heidi Baker, Bill Johnson, and uh, Bobby Connor. Nothing would honor the apostolic of Jesus Christ in these untrustworthy vessels. Because everyone's untrustworthy. Only Jesus is trustworthy. And so you honor the apostolic and prophetic anointing of Jesus by going higher and deeper into realms that the holy angels haven't even revealed to them. You're only held accountable to what the angels of the living God have revealed to you, which is the real gospel. Gabriel didn't come to you. Maybe he did. I hope so. That'd be wonderful because now you're held accountable to some awesome stuff that will advance the kingdom and make our lives so much more refreshing, so much more wonderful. But Gabriel came to a teenage girl and said, you're going to be with child. So she was held accountable. No other teenage girl in the nation was accountable. Not a single one. Can you imagine the jealousy of teenage girls in the nation that according to the Bible is the head and not the tail? the best of the best, the cream of the crop. You grow up going to synagogue since you're born being told you're the best people who ever lived. You're the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So you are told you are the the pinnacle of civilization from birth. And every little girl turns in and Mary and the teenage girl and she's the only one God spoke to. Can you imagine in that culture the jealousy of Mary, the jealousy of the girls, the jealousy of Nazareth, the jealousy even of of Joseph, the jealousy of other synagogues. Oh yeah, yeah. This synagogue over here in the ghetto of Nazareth, they're so special. The Messiah is going to come out of them in the hood through a teenage girl that heard from Archangel Gabriel. You know, Merry Christmas, Mary, you know cool imagination go ahead and marry your joseph we won't excommunicate you because we're all backslidden and lukewarm like like that you know no one's perfect mary and joseph you had sex before marriage and now you got mary pregnant and so that's what they all believed that's what the whole nation and the whole town believed truth that's what they reported when jesus started his ministry that this was the son of joseph the carpenter in Nazareth that's what the Bible says now so they all equated him to being a bastard a child and a son of immorality the exact opposite of the holy child the nation Israel equated his birth to sin in the eyes of the unrenewed the birth of Jesus was immorality adultery premarital sex Merry Christmas. Premarital sex Christmas with Mary and Joseph and the donkey. And the donkey has more revelation than the whole nation. They wouldn't even give him a Motel 6. You don't even get a one-star hotel. You have to go into the barn with the animal feces and have an unclean birth around animal manure. So it looks like he's born out of immorality amongst animal manure. Didn't bother God one bit. 
bothers your demons, bothers your religious spirits, bothers Satan in you and your fake holiness, bothers your unrighteous abomination of false charismatic iniquity, it bothers the Tower of Jezebel. You see these ones, the Pentecostals, they're the ones with all the perfect family pictures in the meadows and the fields looking like they're in the Garden of Eden. Their children, they have the graphics, you know. The graphics to make their children look like they're glowing. They take the beautiful pictures and then they go Photoshop them. Now don't look at me like that because half of you do that crap. Photoshop your pictures, make your kids look like angels. Make yourselves look like angels. And you're like, this is our Christmas picture. Yeah. And that Christmas picture, it's a good looking Christmas picture. It is. But show them the Christmas picture of Jesus. Show these people how Jesus was born. Judged immoral by the whole nation as a premarital sex immoral birth of a teenage girl in the ghetto, Nazareth. There's no success. Nothing good can come out of Nazareth. Even the real apostles that would follow him and be martyred were like in disbelief that something good could come out of Nazareth. Nazareth? What good could come out of Nazareth? Come and see. God's doing something super humble that these people are really going to miss it. They're going to miss it. This ain't coming through Gamaliel. This ain't coming through Herod's temple. It's coming from a manure pile. A manure pile. It's not coming. L listen, now think David. Now David was the least of his house because Bethlehem is the city of David. He was the runt. Historians believe that he was a bastard child of, of Jesse, that Jesse had a mistress. And so he was just the bastard of Jesse when Jesse slept around and had a a little runt kid okay no I believe that's true most historians believe that David was an immoral birth and that the rest of his house was of right standing with the with Jesse's wife in the good righteous bloodlines of Abraham Isaac and Jacob in the tribe of Judah a very proud house well nothing proud of adultery and being born out of adultery except God chose the one born out of adultery. David. Why? Because you're a bunch of religious demons. That's why. Because you're evil. That's why. Because the Father is constantly contradicting your self-righteousness. Your wickedness. Because He's opposing your souls and the evil spirits of, of religion inside your own spirits and souls and minds and flesh. And that, my friends, is true agape. True love is the revealing of the wickedness of your spirit, soul, mind, and flesh. True love always corrects. And we need so much correction in the prophetic church right now. We need so much correction in the charismatic church right now and we're often too stubborn we're often too prideful because we think we really have it 
We think we have it. I have watched the charismatic church continuously, constantly blaspheme the humility of God the Father. The humility of how he does things actually is practically unknown in the charismatic church right now. It's not. And when they begin to know it, they're usually excommunicated. They're usually kicked out. Because it's like we have gone into pride forms of charismatic giftings. We have gone into a false kingdom of Jezebel, of soulish spirituality that is absolute apostasy. Absolutely the most perverse forms of the original intentions of the giftings of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit giftings are pure, they're righteous, they're holy, they're good. We love the giftings. The giftings must be controlled by the Spirit. If the soul becomes the control, you're no longer speaking in tongues. You're not speaking in tongues. Tongues is of what? A gift of the Spirit. Tongues of the Spirit. You have tongues of the soul. You can still use all the gifts. If you started in spirit, you can end up in soul with all the gifts of 1 Corinthians 14 and become workers of iniquity. This is a house of iniquity. What American charismatic Pentecostalism has become is a house of iniquity. And the true prophets, every single one, even if they work in those houses, even if they're missionaries into those houses, they, along with us, out here in the wilderness like Elijah, we want it to burn. We want the whole thing to melt down. We want it to go into the depths of the sea. I don't want you in building systems made by human hands. I don't want you in 501c3 ministries. I don't want you in any of, the, any of that. I want you in the pure, perfect expression of the kingdom that's unknown in the world right now. I want to make it known to you. I want you to see it with your own eyes, to purchase purchase ISAF so that you can actually see. Purchase ISAF. What is the purchasing? You say that you see. This was an apostolic glory, signs and wonders church. The churches of Asia Minor were all founded by the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Okay, This is the very end of the first century. Paul's already dead. So all the works of Paul are done. Okay? By about 20 years. When you get the book of Revelation, when Jesus Christ is talking to the chief apostle, John. John, Paul's dead, guys. Already martyred. Long gone. 20 years dead. Okay? And you're still dealing with all the pollution of the apostolic churches. The head of nations are polluted and corrupt. One of them, he says, you're doing all right, just keep going. Just be encouraged, okay? One of the seven churches doing all right. He says, just keep doing what you're doing. Hold on, buddy. <laughs> That's true. The other six have principalities in them, okay? So we deal with those other six principalities and we disciple the hell out of these churches. Why? We have to go higher. You have to get out of earthly churchianity, earthly apostolic Christianity, earthly signs and wonders, earthly gifts of the Holy Spirit, 
earthly stuff will get you totally slaughtered by Herod, totally murdered by Rome. They will kill you. They will sell your children into slavery in the first century. You are not safe being a Christian on earth. Okay, now that's what the Bible says. Back then, nowadays you can become complacent and you don't have to worry about the CIA coming in and blowing your heads off and selling your kids into sex slavery to the Middle East. But back then, you did have to worry about that. Nowadays, some of you are worried about SWAT teams coming in and shutting down. Listen, man. What's not going to come to that in America? Audible voice of God to me this season about certain fears of certain Christians. I know none of you because you're all brave and bold like the Lion of the tribe of Judah. But the Holy Ghost audibly told me and said, it will not come to that in America. So don't listen to the false prophets that say that it will come to that persecution on American soil. We've already faced those principalities. That ain't going to happen. Those timelines, those desires of the fallen angels will never, ever, ever be fulfilled. Truth in you. Now, it might happen in some other nations. It's not going to happen in the USA. All Satan has is second heaven sorcery. Red dragon sorcery. When we're in the second heavens and we're in the righteous holy bloodline of Enoch and Jared, it cancels the plans of Satan. Those plans of Satan are canceled in our holy, righteous nations. Now, there are unholy, unrighteous nations that they're not canceled in. I had a prophecy directly from Bob Jones before he passed away. You will pastor a thousand cities on earth and a hundred cities in the USA. 2006, audible voice of God, you will not pastor churches. You will pastor cities and nations. That's the promise of God the Father to my soul by the audible voice of God in 2006 when I'm driving senior year of Bible college. I was going to be a youth pastor in the assemblies of God. The audible voice of God came into my car and the angel said, you're not going to pastor churches. You're going to pastor cities and you're going to pastor nations. That's the promise to the whole body of Christ. Bob Jones comes about four years later, reiterates the same voice of the same holy God and says, you will pastor a thousand cities in the USA and a thousand cities on the whole earth. Okay, That's the promise to the sons of God and we're the pastors of the sons of God. So that's the future. Any other future is Satan. Burn it out of your spirit. Burn it out of your heart. Burn it out of your mind. Burn it out of your flesh. Burn it out of your psyche and just receive fire. Seraphim, loose for the will of God the Father to be burned into your souls and flesh. We need our minds renewed to the plans of God. The plans of God from the senior prophets of the throne of God the Father with the seven archangels of all the kingdom of heaven is a hundred cities like perfect heaven on earth, heavenly Jerusalems. Okay? That's what all of your maturity is for. Get a vision. That's why you're in training. That's why the correction is strict. That's why you can't be deceived. 
You can't have anything imperfect in spirit, in soul, in mind, in flesh. You have to be perfect. The perfection of the seven spirits of God. What's the number seven? The number of perfection. It's knowing the Holy Spirit as the perfection of your own souls. You have the seven spirits of God in your spirit. Now it's your job to allow him into your hearts and not harden your hearts and become false brethren. Which means I don't give the Holy Spirit my heart anymore. I'm living this life for me. Speaking in tongues is good enough for me. I've had enough of this radical discipleship. I want an inheritance for me, myself, and my family. And so that's the apostate generation that you're dealing with. Those are the ones that are committing blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And they're born again. That's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ said, if you turn back, you're not worthy of me, which means no salvation. I don't care how saved you think you are. You're not going to heaven. You no longer walk with the Holy Spirit. You no longer walk with the holy angels. You walk with the Satans. You walk with the fallen angels pretending to be the Holy Spirit. You walk with all the familiar spirits that tell you they're the Holy Spirit. And you lose salvation. The Bible prophesies an apostate generation. A perverse and apostate Christianity. And this is it, guys. This is it. And you can't have that unless you have all the stuff of the giftings, of all the charismatic stuff. You can't commit blasphemy of the Holy Spirit until you're around the charisma of the Holy Spirit. And then using the charisma of the Holy Spirit for your own heart and no longer being clay in the potter's hands is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. You're not going to heaven. Your tongues is no longer of spirit, it's of soul. Your gifts are no longer of spirit, they're of soul. So they're called, what did Jesus Christ say? Iniquity. They're called iniquity. A generation of iniquity will arise, it is prophesied. You're it. You're it. What about me? I'm a traitor. You're it. Get forgiven in your spirit. That's why you go down through the sheep gate. Get the sins of your spirit, the defilement of your conscience, washed in the blood of the Lamb, and get crucified of spirit. You know, foundation is getting crucified of spirit. Your spirit isn't crucified. That's why you're not sensitive to the Holy Ghost all the time, and your words just slip, and you murder people five times a day, and it's like, oh, well, plead the blood, grace abounds, and you're literally murderers. Seriously. Like, there's a sensitivity of the Spirit where your mouth, your tongue is so circumcised, your heart's so circumcised, you can't even say things. You're like sheep before shearers. Silent. Where if I open my mouth here, it's just going to be curses. You're not going to like what I have to say. So you just, you're silent, and you just, you tuck into the seven spirits of God, and you're surrounded by lawlessness, you're surrounded by apostate you're surrounded by perversion of perverse charismatic believers 50 percent of the pentecostal charismatic church is sipping saints they're casual drinkers that drink alcohol on average like three to five times a week david wilkerson did a book called sipping saints and there's much more recent statistics than that 50 percent up to 50 percent of the charismatic church are alcoholics right now if this isn't the apostate generation there never will be one but it is 
It is apostate, perverse, Laodicean. And then they make excuses using all the charisma and the fluff, fluff, fluff of the wise virgins trying to steal oil to make their, their souls feel good. But they sin. Half these people have sex out of marriage. We deal with it all the time in Red Letter Ministries. All the time. No holiness. They think grace abounds. Listen, you kill and murder your spirit. Proverbs says, when you commit acts of immorality, you go down into hell. Like, you're not in heaven, you're in hell, and you want heaven to be poured on your state of being a hellish creature. In order to be forgiven from the acts of hell, you have to go and build up your spirit. You've seared your conscience, most of you. You're charismatic believers that have seared your conscience, and your conscience is the sewage water of the kingdom of Satan. And the demons are the only reassurance you have in your false Christianity. That's where we're at in this circus show out here. Truth anyhow. Even the ones that are like trying to lead and sound holy with James Gall right now and all these other ministries out there, I'm telling you now, woo, we need to instill Bobby Connor level fear of the Lord. The jealous spear of Phineas. Woo! We need that spirit of Phineas to pierce these people's hearts through, to pierce their minds through. Now, I believe that Bobby Connor is the father of the glory stream. Ooh, I can feel the holiness. I believe that Bobby Connor, senior prophet, honored man of God by this ministry always, is the father of the glory stream. And I believe we should intercede for Bobby Connor to go higher into the son of Kenan and practice the great wisdom of Jasher too. Because if Bobby Connor breaks through into practicing the everlasting covenant of the first family that's written in Enoch, that's written in Jasher, most of the glory stream, which is about a million souls, will follow Bobby, knowing that it's sound doctrine. But if Bobby doesn't go in, it's going to be a really hard time for that whole denomination, and it is a denomination. It is, if you don't know someone, you don't get a stage, you don't have a voice, you got to go through the schools. Glory Stream is the undenominational charismatic denomination, and it's the head of the charismatic church. It's as high as we got in the church age. It's Bill Johnson, it's Heidi Baker. It's a revival alliance with the, all those people. Che and uh, the Banovs and uh, Bobby Connor and Anna Roundtree, Moravian Falls, Bethel Church, Morning Star, and all the Bethel plants, the thousands of Bethel churches. And those are the ones doing the best. There's nobody in Christianity doing better than those churches on planet earth right now. And that is the truth anyhow of the whole earth. Where you see Brian Simmons preaching, where you see Joshua Mills preaching in the Pentecostal churches and the glory churches, the signs and wonders churches. That's the best we have it right now that is even received and many of those people are even persecuted. Brian Simmons was removed from the Bible app 
and the Passion Translation was taken off of Bible.com. So it's there's persecution even in the glory stream. If you do a, a search of most hated ministries, Joel Osteen will come up. Bob Jones will come up as one of the most hated, persecuted ministries of all time. In the 70s and 80s, the pioneering of the prophetic that a lot of you are just starting to get involved in more deeply. They wanted to kill Bob. They wanted to kill him, and so he, Bob did die. And he went to God in death. And he wanted to stay in heaven because he was being so insanely persecuted in the 70s, pioneering the prophetic movement that would come later on with the Kansas City prophets, with John Paul Jackson, with James Gall, with Paul Keith Davis. There's several others. I want to honor them. Paul Kane was a huge one. Paul Kane was an original Kansas City prophet. Paul Kane had influence in Red Letter Ministries. All these men have spoken into Red Letter Ministries a lot. They are really our prophetic fathers. Amen. And if you don't honor the Kansas City prophets, well, you're not in the prophetic because they pioneered it for all of us. So the spirit of Elijah restores the children to their fathers, but you need to understand a good son will take the family business and what does the Bible say? Manage it well and bring increase. You sow this seed, Father God's a shrewd businessman. Well, the prophetic fathers are shrewd businessmen in the cloud of witnesses right now. They want an increase on their prophetic words and their prophetic seeds and their prophetic ministries in our spirit without the mixture of Jezebel that killed them and tormented them their entire lives. Amen. They want a harvest of accuracy. It's going to look different. The ones that are mimicking the Kansas City prophets that are only doing the 30-fold, the 60-fold, the 100-fold of the man, they ain't getting as deep as you could possibly get deep. You got to go beyond the man. You got to go beyond the DNA into the God sperm genetics and get it from the angel. Because then what it looks like, the forms, the shadows, the limitations, no holds bar comes off prophetics. And that's what I did since 2006. That's what we did. Went into the angel of prophecy, the spirit of prophecy. And don't care what it looks like in American 21st century culture. No, zero. It'll be looking more like ancient Israel culture than 21st century American culture, and that's just getting started. That's just when you just want to kill them a little bit. And it gets so much worse until there's no relation to any earthly culture ever. And that's when you start to lift off the ground. And now you're no longer of anything of the dirt, anything of the dust, anything of time, anything of space. Now you're coming forth accurately with scrolls directly from inside the Father, without perversion, without man, without woman. And you begin to do perfect, obedient, prophetic acts, and that's what develops the eagle nature in your spirit. And you're born of the great white eagle because you're born of God. God's an eagle. So are you anyone born of God? You're an eagle. Anyone born of God? You're a white man. Anyone born of God? You're a white ox. Anyone born of God? Amen. You're a white lion. 
Wonderful four-faced man. It's the nature of the God sperm genetics in your spirit to grow up in you as a living creature and take any form of God's genetics necessary through your holy conscience, your holy spirit, to annihilate Satan and his words. Satan and his works. Now his words are seeds, and when the seeds sprout and grow up, they become works of wickedness, works of unrighteousness, works of the Antichrist. All Satans, all demons, even the little imp demons, even the weakest rat spirits, even the lowest evil spirits that have less than a one IQ, because they exist. Not all demons are smart. There are some demons that are as dumb as rats. Truth in you, there's some demons that are as dumb as beetles. But there's not really human or angelic intelligence. It's animal intelligence. Those are called the beasts. Okay, three demon classes taught in scripture. Beasts, birds, reptiles. Okay? Beasts are anything that crawls on the ground or under the ground. You got to know your enemies because half of you are full of them. You have some enemies in you that are microscopic bugs. And doesn't mean have a colon fast and have a smoothie fast. And we do a water fast to get the, the fecal mucus out of our hearts. You know, because people are so barbaric, they can't imagine this stuff being spiritual and physical both. Because of Gnostic heresy that they're full of. So we try to do it in the natural realm through like juice fasting. You know, it's true. I've seen it. You're dealing with demons that don't come out by nutrition. They laugh at you. They mock you. It's true. Now, you can be nutritious. My favorite restaurant down the street, Tao Foods. I've been eating there since I was five years old. And it's a hippie vegan bar. So it's not about not being nutritious or being nutritious. It's about being spiritual and spiritually natural and dealing with devils. It's about wisdom, guys. This is wisdom. You need wisdom and even great wisdom of Kenan and the sun to deal with microscopic, dumb, evil spirits that are still killing you and you're still losing to rat spirits. I know it's true. I can tell. And so you need wisdom to kill spirits. Slaughter them. It drives them out. We say, it doesn't kill them. They live forever. Half these goofballs will actually start defending demons. I've been doing this so long where I start attacking wickedness and darkness and evil spirits so ferociously with so much of the wisdom of the ages and God's holy word in my spirit, they start de defending their demons. You watch them. Why would you resist the word cleansing you from demons? Because you love demons and you hate the Holy Spirit and yet you speak in tongues. That's why. Because of charismatic perversion. Because of Jezebel turning you against correction, training in righteousness, purification, the angels of purification, the angels of correction, the angels of rebuke. There are all kinds of angels that want to help you training, teaching, correction, and rebuke in righteousness is called the description of the Word of God. And the Word of God named all the angels and named all the stars.
And there's trillions of them. Trillions. So if you ever want to grow, you're going to have to get into correction and rebuke, scourging, not self-hatred, not beat yourself up. Angels beating the devils out of you so you feel brighter and cleaner and more godly as you're cleansed from your sins in your cells and atoms and DNA so that your face can shine with what? Wisdom, which means you have clean DNA. Stephen shone with the glowing face. When I was ministering in full-time ministry in 2006, many, many times people would come up to me after eight hours of prayer every day for two years. I did eight hours of inner city missions on the streets with the gangs, with the prostitutes, with the murderers, with the drug addicts, with the occultists, every single day, seven days a week, for two years, eight hours a day. During that time at Hard Times Cafe, Cedar Riverside, for two years, that was my station, my post, as a spirit in obedience to the commandment of the living God. So I never left until he said, okay, this is a new post for you. That's how you obey. You stay at your post, you bear fruit, you obey the angels and everything, you obey the Holy Ghost and everything, You stay obedient, you keep obeying until you fulfill the job description of the living God at that post. You don't move yourself. Are you insane? You will destroy your entire life if you leave your post. Now you're like the fallen angels. What's the description of making them demons? They left their post. They disobeyed God. Disobedience to God is so common around here where they go, oh, well, maybe God will give me something else. You're a liar. You have to go back to your post and then there'll be grace for repentance. That's why there's no forgiveness of those who've murdered me unless they sincerely ask for repentance and get cleansed from murdering the prophets. And the 99% that are too prideful to do, they never get forgiven. It's not on me, it's on them. It's not an issue of of me forgiving them. They have to go back to their post where they disobeyed and start over after filling their souls with Satan's temptations. That's why I know they're doomed for eternity. Because that's where you're at in the end times. They're doomed. You can't come back from that. You look at these people and you just pray for them all you want and your little false love, but they just go from bad to worse. They have to go back to their post and repent and maybe not guaranteed but maybe god will grant them repentance unto life that's the apostolic gospel of the book of acts spider likes it these hard teachings my cat always says amen to me because the christians are just lost it's true (laughs) you have to go back to your post which means where you should have been today if you didn't get into rebellion or religion where you would have been with your spirit if you actually obeyed God with your spirit and never did your own thing after you became a born-again believer. Not out here doing whatever you want and looking for your own job and going to the church you want to do. I mean, these people are literally apostate. In order to be saved, you have to keep your spirit in the post and obey God at that post until God the Father and His angels 
drag you at first kicking and screaming from your post because you you don't want to leave your post because that's your post truth anyhow these are the actual disciples of the kingdom of heaven of how heaven actually works on planet earth in the 21st century and it's the same in every century previously you don't get a special laodicean hall pass you have to be real disciples real christians and there ain't other forms that you can just make up in your bible colleges that you can just make up in your little pentecostal cliques in your churches that's man that's woman that's apostate you have to be born of spirit go back to your spirit's post and obey and then work with the angels that the angels will return immediately if you're actually forgiven because your spirit always works with angels because your spirit is angel Some of you are like, does that mean that I leave my spouse and go back into the seventh grade? You'd be surprised. I think you'd be actually shocked what it means because if you're buried in dirt and dust of all the things you've done over your spirit, against your spirit, yeah, two be sleeping in bed, one be taken, the other remain. Two be grinding at the mill, one be taken, the other remain. But don't interpret that soulishly. Keep at your post right now. Paul says to the Corinthian church, which is the Church of America right now, their current level of maturity, stay where you're at, bear fruit, and doing a good job of excellence right where you're at in your current relationship and in your current job. Don't make a decision out of your folly right now. You ain't are you are not in a place of wisdom to just make a decision based on one Joel's bar. You need to sit there and be washed and obey God and then once you're sanctified in spirit and finally get your spirit clean which is a clean conscience then you start hearing accurately until your conscience is clean you're never going to make a right decision even if it commands repentance and God the Father's talking to you like thunder over your head you'll do the wrong thing guaranteed because you need to do it in spirit God is spirit so you're, the most important part of you is getting purified and sanctified in your spirit then when your spirit's clear, a clean conscience, you'll be hearing accurately. Now you know what to do with your spirit because your spirit hears God's voice because your spirit is the sheep of the shepherd. Okay, My sheep hear my voice and they obey me. You're not a sheep if you disobey. You're a false Christian. Okay, You're full of crap. And you sit there and self-justify and say, it ain't as bad as this radical preacher. You're a Laodicean false Christian. Obedience isn't optional as you're born of spirit. Somehow it crept in to the 21st century church of charismatic fluff that obedience is optional. I don't have to be radical. I don't have to be a disciple. What about my desires? What about my cares? I mean, the fact that you're even talking about yourself is evidence that you're in the wrong tree in the garden that you're in the wrong kingdom in the garden the tree of satan in the garden the tree of jezebel and false christianity jezebel is self-inspiration and self-christianity and there's a mixture of that in this place we need to be totally crucified from jezebel's selfish christianity in our spirit, in our soul, in our mind, and in our bones and marrow. 
until being holy to the Lord is actually normal day one restoration of the joy of salvation. You know what causes people to lose their joy? Immorality. They get angry. They get frustrated. Spirits of lust and spirits of pride that you get filled with in false Christianity so you don't have the joy of salvation. Most believers have never had it because they're false converts. They weren't born and raised in the river by the spirit and power of Elijah. They born and raised in buildings made by human hands and Elijah has always been their building's enemy. Hello? Who controlled the buildings in the days of Elijah? Bible tells you, Jezebel and Ahab. The prophet of God didn't have control of the building system of the Old Testament when they were commanded to build synagogues. And if you think it's that bad in the Old Testament, imagine how bad it is now when God forbids the building of anything with human hands in the New Testament, and yet that's almost exclusively what we've done on the earth. Because now the temple, the human flesh, the holy righteous flesh of Jesus Christ our flesh is the last day temple. Bam! Amen? So if the Old Testament was polluted where the prophet didn't have leadership over all the synagogues of the world, but Jezebel and Ahab did, imagine how bad it is now in a new covenant where you're forbidden to build with human flesh. You can build with angel spirit. God wants you to have a shelter. He wants you to have a warm, heated, humidified house. Don't misunderstand me because of your non-existent wisdom. You'll need wisdom to interpret the Word of God. Otherwise, you just just like do's and don'ts. Oh my God, I'm going to burn my house down and live on the street and die of fr frostbite. And we've seen idiots do that. We've seen people sell their businesses and become homeless because they think everything's a building made by human hands. No, God builds a hundred houses in this life and a hundred houses in the life to come. Jesus Christ read letters. The Bible says those that obey his word and gain wisdom at the expense of the worldly wisdom in their hearts will have a hundred houses. I only have like three or four houses right now. I got like 97 houses to go just to be a biblical Christian. <laughs> now your houses don't have to be terrible houses. They can be houses according to your faith, according to your excellence. If you're excellent with your angel, Bible says in Proverbs, you're not going to be amongst the poor. You're going to be amongst kings. But if you're a slothful, terrible worker and you're bad at everything you do, you'll be with the poor your whole life because you're poor. Because your workman mentality is poor. Your work ethic's poor. You're lazy. You're slothful. And you're good for nothing. It's true. Because your DNA is so mutilated by principalities that you're good at nothing. Good for nothing. That's not to beat you up. That's the accurate realm of people that allow principalities to ruin their souls and ruin their flesh. And they sit down here in a manure pile of poverty and no work ethic 
and no excellence and they're good for nothing good at nothing and they just condemn the Jews and all of their diamond excellence and all of their banking excellence and they just come up with conspiracy theories and fear-mongering of why to attack success and attack the Jewish race and attack the successful businessmen listen man you have to rise up and show them excellence if you attack them from the dog pile of manure out here you actually will heap more manure more poverty and more curses on your own head you have to grow in the excellence and be more excellent than the CEOs than the bosses than the managers Jesus Christ equated success 100% in his Christianity to management every single time if you're saved you're a good manager if you're damned and going to hell he threatened Hades hell to mismanagement that you were bad at things in the natural realm that you just sucked at life that you were bad at life people bad at life go to Hades in Christ's gospel in your Gentile pagan abomination apostate gospel you just say oh that's just funny because at least I have Jesus in my spirit at least they have a perfect one in me you're as blind as a bat the excellence of Jesus will be on the outside if you have him on the inside the fact that you don't have him on the outside reveals that your spirit is full of Satan you have the devil in you and not Christ you lay hands on your belly and you're laying hands on the throne of Satan like Luciferians in the Tower of Jezebel, you are building the throne of Pan and Molech in your hearts and not Jesus Christ. You're Satan inside-minded. Yeah. And those are the ones who have no excellence on the outside. Because if you had Jesus on the inside, his perfection would also be on the outside. But you barely have him on the inside. That's why you look like you live in a rat's nest of piss. And that's true you look like a manure pile of dog and feces the outer man has no excellence it's good for nothing because the inner man is full of satanic sewage if it was the river of life the outer man would have justice scales equal to the excellence of Jesus Christ the only God on the inside since there's only one God and he is perfect in all his ways the outside would reflect the inside if in fact you had Jesus in you but in fact most of you don't you don't when you do the outside will reflect the inside that's why Bob Jones was telling the prophetic church of the glory stream get born again again you're false converts your experience wasn't actually in the genetics of the father that's why the standard of your life is like a trailer park of filth truth anyhow raise the standard of the king of the jews in your spirit the excellence of abraham isaac jacob and joseph who is greater than the superpower of king of kings and lord of lords in the flesh in a man like you and i come on and they looked to him for leadership because he was better at everything than they were if you want an inheritance with christ you will have to be better than them in the natural 
and the spiritual. And the Bible says first in the natural. First in the natural. Then in the spiritual. The Bible says. Which means there will be evidence of refinement on the outside and refinement on the inside. Both. You get born again, then what? First in the natural, then in the spiritual. And you grow in both. You grow on the inside, you grow God-inside-minded. No, most of you did not get born and raised God-inside-minded. So you went first in the natural. Now you're coming back to the spiritual, and you'll have equal scales. The outside and the inside will be the exact same measure of Jesus formed in you by your whole soul and your whole spirit's obedience to His commandment. First John, and His commandment is not burdensome his commandment was the bible say is love these lawless apostate abominations are against the love of jesus and they say this sermon was not very loving today the bible says love is the commandment of jesus the king the issue is, you're selfish and you do not love Jesus. You say it up here, but you don't love Him in here. You don't sacrifice your hearts. Obedience would be easy for anything He told you to do if you loved Him. If it's hard to do anything for Him because you love yourself and you actually hate and despise Jesus, but you know Jesus is God like the demons. So you come around here and claim to be Christian, claim to be saved, claim to be prophetic, claim to be in the gifts of the Spirit, all of these things. But obedience is hard for you. You can hardly scrape tithes out of these Gen Zers. They give like they're in elementary school. They give like $4 and they're like, make sure it gets to Rebecca. That was a wonderful broadcast. When I was, my mom forced me to go to Covenant church when I was like in the fourth grade or something the kids in fourth grade gave more than these Gen Zers that's how sick and evil you are you're evil people you're apostate and perverse it's it is wickedness you're actually wicked and evil in all your ways you need to be born again in your spirit and grow up and have the fear of the Lord and stop disobeying with your hearts. That's all I have. It's because you have no excellence. You know, these people when they're 14, 15, in high school, could have more money than half of you bums in your 20s and 30s because you're evil, you're unclean, and you're wicked. And you have no excellence because you barely have Jesus and His holy commandment working in your spirit. Otherwise, on the outside, there'd be maturity like the inside. That's why the Bible says, mend your hearts and not your garments, because your whole heart is selfish and wicked, and the inheritance of Jezebel is more desirable to you because you're full of lust spirits instead of holiness, and if you practice holiness, you'd have financials and business success 100% of the time. The fact that you're broke reveals you are immoral. Truth anyhow, you are immoral, therefore you're full of poverty. That's why this generation and these people that come around give like they're in the fourth grade 
and they're 25 years old and they're 35 years old and this happens almost every day since 2006. It's because this is the apostate generation. Even in the covenant church, I watched elementary school kids give more than these kids in their 20s and 30s. They're evil. You know why? Because they're immoral and they do not value God. They value self. They value the pleasures of the flesh. They value the pleasures of this world. They value the pleasures of sin. They'll spend more on a Netflix subscription than partnering with the apostles of their souls. They'll spend more at McDonald's and Starbucks than their entire monthly partnership. I've had these false prophets, mantled wicked murderers of Babylon the Great and the Tower of Jezebel that owned mansions and businesses partner with us watching my daily suffering in the ghetto for a decade and it's like they're really sacrificing being a $40 a month partner. And they're driving an S-Series Mercedes, living in a, ma- in a mansion on oceanfront property, lakefront po- property, accumulating property, flying first class, and the prophets are in the dirt. The prophets are in depravity and persecution, having our cars burnt down, our blocks burnt down in the USA, shot at, robbed, stabbed at, and these wicked, immoral, false prophets have the audacity of being $40 monthly partners. And if you don't think it's financial sin and apostate wickedness, read James chapter 5. You are thieves. You are the antichrist prophets of Jezebel in America. James 5, we're going there. Come now, you rich people, weep aloud, you American apostate Christians and lament over the miseries, the woes that are surely coming upon you. Your abundant wealth has rotted and is ruined, and your many garments have become moth-eaten. Your gold and silver are completely rusted through, and the rust will be testimony against you, and it will devour your flesh as if it were fire. You have heaped together treasure in the last days. But look, here are the wages that you have withheld by fraud from the laborers who have reaped your fields. The priests, the angels doing all the work in the spirit. But you are the false prophets who steal everything in the realm of the natural. They're the whitewashed tombs the charismatic Jezebels, 99 to 1 is the ratio in America right now. 99 charismatic Jezebel, false prophets to every one God inside minded angel of Elijah that's actually doing the kingdom work. And it's more than 99 to 1 if you read the Bible. It's actually way worse. It's 950 to 1. It's 999 to 1 biblically. So they come out here with a, an appearance. They come out here with the latest slick Rick looking, you know, fashion. They come out looking like hipsters. They got that nice part in their hair. They got the nice glasses. They got the nice microphones. They got the nice stages. They got the 5,000 person buildings. They got a cinema crew of 12 cameras 
like something out of Hollywood and these are in every single one of your cities and there's dozens of them in every American city dozens of them these are the false these are the wicked truth anyhow and you just see them out there they got the stage they got all the Instagram following they got the YouTube following they got the production they got the graphics workers they got the whole thing going it's like really really looking good out there for them these are the ones the Bible is dealing with as the apostate and the wicked of the charismatic church this is the arch nemesis of the tower of Jezebel the youth people think still might be Christian but is full-blown apostate how they treat the rank and order of the angel of Elijah that's doing the kingdom work is the test of their hearts and what do they do suppress kill steal destroy and many of the true prophets and apostles are already kicked out of all these places the God has already left the building true God has left the building and they will be completely destroyed into hell and there will be no grace for them they have been the thieves of grace the thieves of grace they are the wicked apostate perverse church of Jezebel in the charismatic church of all the nations they've done the same thing in Europe I've watched them do it in England I've watched them do it in Scandinavia I've watched them do it in Africa I've watched them do it in Asia it's the same thing everywhere Jezebel kills steals and destroys from the spirits of the prophets and from the spirits of the apostles constantly and the truth is that's all you've ever seen your entire lives on earth since you were born you have never seen the spirits of the prophets or the spirits of the apostles ever have justice one day on earth in your lifetime it's gonna come it will come like a fiery judgment it will come like a flood and there will be no salvation for any of you when you call upon the name of Jesus that Jesus will have left years ago and your demons and your Jezebel principality and her millions of spirits that have murdered the prophets and murdered the apostles will all be destroyed together into the abyss you won't go down into Hades you're not going down into the earth no the earth is precious the earth will spit you out you're going down under the earth into the realm called the abyss you're going into the Dead Sea the Church of Jezebel the Tower of Jezebel the works of the false prophet all the external hypocrites there's no mercy for this let the righteous say amen there's no mercy for this these are the ones that have killed all the prophets and apostles for 2,000 years what does Revelation say ascribe to Jezebel all the murder of the martyrs ascribe to her all sin what sin is ascribed to the woman of Revelation all Christian sin all charismatic sin all spiritual iniquity that has been done in the name of Jesus to deceive the whole world 
be ascribed to Jezebel and her puppets. How many puppets? 999 to 1. Then what you'll have is the people that don't go to church, that aren't the worshipers of Jezebel's Jesus, which is Satan himself, Antichrist. You'll have the harvest of the end times. If you think you're getting a billion soul harvest, mostly youth, from the church of Jezebel, you don't understand anything. You have to basically destroy the ones that have been holding those prophecies first in order for that prophecy to come to pass. You basically have to annihilate them. And if they like annihilation, they like the cross, good! Prophecy fulfilled through death. Unless the seed falls to the ground and dies, it has no good fruit. Only bad fruit. Because the seed is still in control in the senses and the reasoning, which means you're an abomination, you're apostate. You're a wicked Christian, and there's no holiness about you yet. Because you live out of senses and reasoning. You are the church of Corinth that's incestuous, that's wicked. And Paul says, I'm afraid that I've labored in vain for you. That I've wasted all my years of my grace with you. That's what the Bible says. That I've wasted years of apostolic grace on you because you love false grace. You love false love. You love the principality's expression of false Christianity. That's why Paul was concerned that he'd wasted years of his life discipling the city of Corinth. And it's written in the Word. Has God wasted time with you? Repent to your post and redeem the times. Amen. The years, the canker worm, which is senses and reasoning what they have eaten. And God will restore you if you repent and return to first love. Where's the gold? Where's the gold? First love fragrance of Christ. Which means no more selfishness with spiritual ability. Hebrews seek signs and wonders, which my spirit wants to rapture. My spirit wants to ecstasy. My spirit wants to do this. I want to be with Enoch. I want to go to heaven. I want to go into the sun. I want to do all this stuff. You're a full-blown Pharisee. Sinning with the spirit is wanting your spirit to do spiritual stuff. That's wickedness. That's iniquity. Your spirit needs to want to obey the Holy Ghost. That's the only thing a Holy Spirit does. I say I stay at my post and I obey. And if God moves me from my post because my spirit's angel, then I get promoted. If I leave my post as a spirit, I'm lucky if I go to heaven. Lucky. You'll be, you'll be saved by grace barely and it's not promised. And you can actually completely sear your conscience after you're born again. And that's very common in this generation. You see it all the time. Happens a lot more than you think. A lot of twice dead people in hell that spoke in tongues. Truth and yeah. Imagine those that got into racism after the Azusa Street revival and literally got became haters of blacks and haters of whites. Called Church of God in Christ and the Assemblies of God. A little church history 1916 for you. Imagine having William Seymour glory where you're painting body parts on no one can tell their race because the glory clouds so thick in the barn in Azusa Street Los Angeles 1906 to 1916 greatest revival of the history of the world 
But then all of a sudden, you start to say, well, my culture, the world is saying, you know, you're black, you're, you're white. We should probably split the revival up. And the Holy Spirit was so grieved, he just lifted. He lifted for like 40 years. And he hasn't come back like that since, except to individuals. Corporately, you haven't had anything like that since 1916. Because you hurt the feelings of the Holy Spirit so much. William Seymour said in 1916 in Los Angeles, in about a hundred years, about a hundred years, the revival will be like this one. It'll be a hundred times greater. It's the revival of the sons of God. It's the revival of holiness above the sun. It's the re revival of Enoch. It's the revival of the Garden of Righteousness. hundred times greater glory than Azusa Street. Azusa Street glory was so thick you couldn't see people ten feet away from you because of the manifest glory cloud inside the barn. But then racists came in and just shut it down. They all spoke in tongues, of course, self-justified. Came up with all kinds of doctrines and the rules and regulations of Kojic and the AG. Be lucky if they made it to the outer court. You hurt the Holy Spirit so much, I doubt he'd let you into heaven. Because there it's all about serving his feelings. Being tender to the feelings of the Holy Spirit, which is caring about how the Father feels with every decision of your life and having no consciousness of self. You don't care about your feelings when you're a real disciple. You care about the feelings of the white dove. Only. I don't care about your feelings. If you don't care first and foremost about the feelings of the Holy Ghost, you're a false believer. You're an abomination. You're a sinner. You're evil. Your Christianity is anti-Christ. You can get stuffed, get gagged, and be thrown into the Dead Sea. And I will rejoice over your destruction because you're evil like your father the devil. In Jesus' name. Amen. And you need to grow your righteousness until you can rejoice in judgment of wickedness against this apostate Christianity out here that is saying the test of being a Christian is not how much you love Jesus, but how much you love Judas Iscariot. And it had 1,600 likes amongst the charismatic believers. That's the apostate charismatic church. That's the church of Jezebel. And Jezebel has a tower, and it looks like you're serving Jesus from that tower. But it's actually Satan himself. That's how far gone the charismatic church is right now. Hopefully some of you could have a little fear of the Lord and grow in it, return to your posts, and do something against this wicked generation of practicing Jezebel against Elijah. And the spirit of Elijah is Jesus. It's Jesus in a man that yielded his spirit to God. God wants to use your spirit. Maybe we could talk about your spirit someday when you get into radical obedience for the next 20 years. The next 10, 15 years. 20 years of your spirit staying at your post, taking orders from the Holy Ghost, being submissive to authority, a man and woman under authority, a spirit under authority, feelings and emotions and thoughts and will under authority, and doing perfectly and completely everything the angels command you to do like Gabriel and you're not gonna have Gabriel usually it'll be just like someone way lower down than Gabriel because we all think oh, I'm seeing the archangels all the time I'm always seeing the seven stars I'm 
we're always the greatest and we always have the biggest angels. That's not true. That's not what's happening. There's thousands and millions of angels under the seven archangels. Probably for you, because of your extreme pride, the worst angel in heaven is going to be sent to you. That you'll think it's probably retarded. Like a drunk angel that doesn't even remember what God told him to tell you to do. And you just rebuke it and it won't go away because it's from God. And you're like, I'm just obeying God. And it'll be stuck to you. Like stuck on stupid for seasons until you're humble. And then it's like, finally I can come on and be part of the lowest part of Joel's army. After that. Then you could be the worst soldier in Joel's army after that. And I, and I can feel a couple of you identifying in this community right now that that's you. That is you. And then from there, once you're obedient as the lowest of the low, and don't think you're great, you have no rewards in heaven. And now it's just like humbling your excessive, exceeding pride, and you're just insane arrogance against the angel of the Lord. And once you're exceedingly humbled from your arrogance and your exceedingly great sins of pride in spirit and soul, mind and flesh, there will be upgrades in humility, in armory, in ability, in posts within the kingdom. You will go from glory to glory. But if you think you can skip these posts and skip the sheep gate, skip the cross, and not have to start over under the authority of the sons of God and you can come in with the rank that you thought you had in the charismatic church, you're the worst people I ever deal with. You that come in with your own ranking system from the Tower of Jezebel are the worst of the worst people in the universe. You're worse than Freemasons because you're anointed sorcerers. Because your authority now is the Tower of Jezebel, you are way worse than the Illuminati. The Illuminati requires you to serve them, otherwise they'd just fall. Because you're the anointed sorcerers of Christianity. You're the Balaams that are hired to fight Israel. True. So, you're dealing with Balaam Christianity right now. Balaam and not Jared. Yep. And so the wickedness is so extreme out there, and the charismatic church is so Balaam-like accurate it's Balaam like that you have to go down to the lowest post for a while in this generation to start the kingdom age to enter the kingdom age I don't care if you were Bill Johnson during the church age I don't care if you're David Hogan or Heidi Baker during the church age and I'm serious and this is true you will have to go down through the sheep gate in order to enter the kingdom age and you're not going to have the same rank and position you thought you did in your little charismatic glory stream circles. It's a totally different thing based on the angel. And if your angel's great, you go right back up to your great post angel because you're real. But most of these people are not real. And it's not all based on the development of their spirit man in the nature of Christ. A lot of it's soulish and fleshly. So there will be a stripping down of charismatic leadership and most of them will be very low ranking in the kingdom of heaven, in the kingdom age. Very low. They won't be in leadership. They'll be much like orphans. They'll be like uh, the elderly and the widows. 
because that's where their spirit's at. They've been hirelings. A lot of them had an irrevocable gift in their soul, and they just operated out of their senses and reasoning with words of knowledge and gifts and all this stuff, gifts of healing and stuff, but there's no development in the spirit. So when the kingdom age comes, which is all based on the maturity of your spirit, your angel, you're barely saved. Like your gifts don't mean crap. They have they don't even matter in the kingdom age. Like you your value and your rank is according to your spirit that bears God's image. In the church age, it was more based on giftings. Giftings mean crap in the kingdom age. Crap. Manure in the kingdom. What matters is the angel. I am whom I serve. Which, what matters is the spirit man being like an angel all the time. And if that ain't developed in spirit and in truth, your church age stuff was based on politics and you thought you were a lot higher up than you actually were. In order to enter the kingdom age, you have to be the exact nature and age and rank of your literal born again spirit, which will be a total stripping down of all the deceptions of the church age that was a mixture of basis on soul and flesh ability. That's why people come in here and they bring in all that external stuff and it's like you have to start over. You have to go back into your spirit. Return to your first love. And if you build up first love, you build up spirit, like you go from glory to glory and it's wonderful because you're in the kingdom age now. You're in a different age. You're safe. You're secure. You're in the tree of life. You're doing the will of the Lord. You're at your post. You're growing your spirit. You're going the way of the Lord. You're not going as the Lord. You're going under the Lord. You're not your own Lord out here in Jezebel's castle. You're a man and woman under the Holy Spirit, your true master of every thought and action. And so you always present every thought to the Holy Spirit, to the Word of God, to be burnt and tested in fire in this tree of life over here in the way of the Lord, of your spirit man developing. Over here... There's none of that. Over here, it's like soulish, come and do my Bible school. Just learn all this stuff about Jesus and Holy Spirit. We'll lay hands on your head and keep putting oil on your head until your senses and reasoning can be the same workers of iniquity we are and the giftings of the Holy Spirit that are a perverse abomination in the Tower of Jezebel. It's exactly what they do. And so they pass over that gift soul to soul as the whore of Babylon and there's no development of the spirit like the true tree of life. Like those born in the stable. Like those born out of immorality like David, the roots of David. If you don't have the roots of David, you've never known the Holy Ghost and your false charismatic Christianity. Your whole charismatic Christianity has been the principality Jezebel and that's common in this generation. That's why when they come in here, it's like it's so different because your whole charismatic life has been Jezebel and that's not an exaggeration. It's true. You come over here to the roots of David, it's real apostolic, prophetic humility every day, discipleship every day, Tower of David at the expense of soul, at the expense of pride, at the expense of pleasure, at the expense of convenience, at the expense of understanding, at the expense of other people even knowing what you're doing because you can't explain it because it's beyond words. You're disobedient to it. Later on, it's like, well, they all just get offended. And they all go away sad and they all just leave like everyone in Jesus' ministry. You just have to obey God on the inside and then you just destroy your life over and over and over. 
eat my flesh, drink my blood. And the Bible says 5,000 monthly supporters left him. They were all tithing to Jesus. They were all giving Jesus money. They were all supporting his ministry. True story. That was part of that culture in that day, that you're always generous to your rabbi. The rabbis were set up to be millionaires. The high priest was set up to be a billionaire in the days of Jesus Christ. Truth anyhow. And so he sacrificed all financial income over and over to please his father. And if you can't do that, you will never be a disciple of the kingdom. You have to love the Holy Spirit, obey the Holy Spirit, and not money. And that's like the first few years of being a minister. And the ministers that start to get bribed, and the full-time leaders that start to obey the wages of man, they never become a voice piece for God, ever. That's why you have 999 to 1. Because there's so much wealth in America, literally $950 trillion in Americans' bank accounts right now. 9950 with a T trillion is the net worth of U.S. citizens. And Forbes magazine is accurate. And because there's such exceedingly great wealth in the richest nation in all civilization history, you, they can buy you apart from being the voice of God because that is the requirement to the prophetic to stay in a voice and if there's people that you're not willing to offend <clears throat> Holy Spirit will leave you Holy Spirit won't anoint you anymore the dove just flies away well I guess I'm not your God anymore this person can buy you that person can bribe you what measure of bribery what measure of wealth these people will sell their souls to win the lottery these people are so deceived in this nation, they'll do anything for money. We have people born again that are still prostitutes, that still sell their private parts for money, that still sell drugs and alcohol for money, that no fear of the Lord, just a perverse apostate generation that will do anything for unrighteous mammon. And money is unrighteous until it's in the holy temple, in the treasury. Money is not always unrighteous. Jesus said it's unrighteous before it's sanctified for the use of God. After it's sanctified, understand sanctification of money. Foolish Christianity has completely destroyed success out here and said all money is unrighteous. That is the exact opposite of Hebrew understanding. All money that wasn't consecrated to the temple for the use of God is unrighteous. That's unrighteous mammon. But the consecration of wealth, the consecration, the sanctification of money for the purposes of God, every single time in the Bible is called holy to the Lord. Tithing is holy to the Lord. Financing the temple was holy to the Lord. That's written a hundred times more than the one misunderstanding of what pagan Christians quote out here, that all money is unrighteous. And so they never give any money because they've destroyed the ability to finance anything the kingdom wants to do in the realm of souls, in the realm of flesh. And you wonder why the wicked have all the money still. Because the Christianity down here is an abomination. It's total travesty what we've become. We misunderstand scripture by demonic interpretation and then we fight the wisdom of God. So we get stuck in demonic strongholds that all money is unrighteous mammon. If you read the Bible, you'll know that's not true.
Paul required finances from his churches. If you read the Bible, it was a requirement to be under Apostle Paul, you had to pay his wages. He commanded them they gave money to his apostolic ministry. True. I want you to set aside every Sunday a generous amount so when I come, I won't have to pull out your wallets for you. And he says stuff like that with apostolic authority. Because you have to understand money consecrated for the temple, the body of Christ, for the head of the body. And if you don't, you'll be in poverty and demon covenants your whole life. Money is not unrighteous. Unrighteous mammon is when money is used by sorcerers, Tower of Jezebel, by, by demons. When demons are using money, it's unrighteous. When angels are using money. I've seen angels. I know angels put gold in Smith Wigglesworth's bag so he could buy a ticket to do ministry in America. Put gold coins, thousands and tens of thousands of dollars in Smith Wigglesworth's pocket so that he could buy a nice ticket from London to New York and start doing ministry in the Americas a hundred years ago. Amen. There is nothing the angels have ever done with any man or woman except by money. Jesus was born and then wise men came with treasure chests of gold. Scholars say $55 million in gold from the kings of the east were given to Jesus at birth. $55 million. Jesus was not born poor. He was poor because Israel was religious and ran by the wicked spirits of hell. Truth anyhow. Satan had put the nation on lockdown knowing the promises to Eve to crush him through the bloodlines of Judah so that the everything was under lockdown to kill Messiah. But they still got through because nothing can destroy God's word. They tried to destroy it. They, well, they killed thousands of children. Rachel lamenting because her kids are no more. They killed thousands and tens of thousands. They had to send them to Egypt until the king died. Out of Egypt I'll raise my son. So there's an angelic wisdom to preserve the promises of God because the enemy always tries to kill, steal, and destroy everything that comes from God. Certain scrolls of the archangels can't be destroyed like mine, even though there's three attempts of abortion on my life when I was in the womb. And then finally, it's like, no abortions. We get the baptism of lightning. My mom got born again after wanting an abortion and trying to go to the abortion clinic three times with me. True story. My dad stopped her, and then they both got born again and baptized. My mom said for 10 days, lightning surged through her when I was two months old in the womb. And they decided to keep me. So it's just total signs and wonders and miracles and preservation of life. Satan is always trying to kill you. And the greater your calling, the greater the murder. The greater the stealing. The greater the enemy. The greater the opposition. Okay? This has happened against this generation because even though there's an apostate Christianity out here, there is people that are not Christians that are eating scraps that are purifying their hearts. We run into these people all the time. They're wonderful, refreshing people. They're generous people. They actually want to give immediately when they get blessed by us. They're generous. 
They just want to give, 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 dude. Uh, any, what can I do for you? This is it, man. This is awesome. There are people that are not Christian abominations that are actually eating the scraps off the table. That's our harvest. And I believe as we annihilate this Tower of Jezebel and these wicked, evil, charismatic sorcerers out here, and the sorcerers of Jezebel and all the false prophetic out here that claims to be the true prophetic in all the buildings and all the ministries and all the stuff that they're doing, as that is destroyed into the Dead Sea, we will then begin to have a harvest outside of buildings made by human hands. Then you have the Paul Kane IC stadiums. Then you have the great harvest of the end times. You will not have that harvest until you destroy organized charismatic sorcery. Until you destroy the Tower of Jezebel that withholds this entire harvest financially and all the souls and all the abilities that were just totally, completely capped over the nations so that you can't have a harvest until Jezebel is eradicated and completely annihilated in charismatic Christianity as you know it. So if you're in agreement with God the Father's judgment, that is what's needed in the earth now to tear down the Tower of Jezebel and the 999 charismatic witches to the one pure and spotless that's not actually a witch in their midst and bring forth a harvest of all nations apart from Jezebel. You've never seen it before? You don't know what it looks like? It looks like this, only without constant persecution and constant betrayal. That's what it's going to look like. It's going to look like Red Letter Ministries magnified a billion times with honor and thanksgiving and not constant betrayal and animosity and manifestations and dishonor like we deal with constantly. All that stuff is from the Tower of Jezebel and her 999 against the One. That stuff must be God-smacked. You cannot be nice to that stuff. That is your arch nemesis. It must be brought down. Revelation 17 and 18. It must be destroyed because of her. All the prophets have been murdered. All the murder of the prophets are on her head. And she's a Christian now. She's a charismatic Christian. Truth in you. She who calls herself a prophetess in your church, but is absolutely not. This is the stuff holding back harvest, awakening, never-ending revival, all the prophecies of Bob Jones and Paul Kane and Paul Keith, uh, not Paul Keith Davis, he's way off, of uh, John Paul Jackson. And those prophecies, you have people now in the glory stream, not Bobby Connors so much. Bobby Connors stays in his lane and only speaks what his father's speaking. Paul Keith Davis is off. Way off. He's gotten way off lately. And uh, the worst of the worst is Lance Walno. I think Lance Walno is the worst false teacher of our generation. The damage that he has done in the Tower of Jezebel as a false teacher of the seven mountains of Satan in the charismatic church has harmed millions. It has hurt millions of people. So he's going down. There will be awesome judgment. And you just stay in the righteousness of the tree. You stay in your post. You don't have to do something higher than you. You just go back under the seven spirits of God. Get God inside minded. Stay in the sheep gate, the sheep post. Stay in the Adam gate, the earth post. And rise according to your spirit, getting built up and annihilating your soul. 
and that sorcery and that witchcraft will come out of all of you, out of your spirit, out of your soul, out of your mind, and out of your flesh, and you'll be clean. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you guys. Bless you guys with Elijah above the sun. This is the new season of a greater leadership that we've entered in as the predestined foreordained sons of God. This is now Elijah above the sun. Sandalphon with Metatron with the seven archangels and the seven stars in my right hand. And we're going to go all the way through the heavenlies, through the path of lightnings, through the path of Enoch, the path of Jesus Christ is what it is. And we're going to take our souls and our flesh into the garden of righteousness. And as we rise, we'll be purified. As we're faithful in our post, obedient in our post, we'll rise and we'll keep rising. Right now, God wants to give you the wisdom to get into the sun. And if you're part of that church age charismatic abomination, God wants you to go higher, read the book of Enoch, read Jubilees, read Jasher, get wisdom of the first family, how they walk with God so greatly, had dominion, Jasher chapter 2, Kenan, which represents sun level of overcomers of the world, and how his wisdom had dominion over all spirits, all demons, and all men. All men, all flesh, all spirits, all souls, forth from Adam, Kenan. Truth anyhow. You're going to need that level of wisdom in the sun in order to even be leaders at all in the coming age. Like you cannot be a leader of any ministry, of any system, of any business. There's no preparation for any leadership in anything unless you have wisdom that has dominion over flesh, man, and over spirits, invisible, and over demons. You have to have the wisdom of Kenan. You have to have the wisdom of the Son of Righteousness. The wisdom of the first law of the luminary. The wisdom of the Son. Amen. No idolatry of the Son. No Son worship. Wisdom of the Son as a named star by Jesus Christ. Understanding a throne of Jesus inside the Son. God's throne is in the Son. One of, he has thrones in every single star. I've seen the throne of Jesus in the Son back in 2019. And the Son came down into this room and spoke to me face to face and said this five times. The glory is coming! The glory is coming! The glory is coming! And then the seer prophet right there on that couch back there, right where Brian's sitting, that's where he was seated. He's like, he came back in his body. He's like, <clears throat> what happened? What happened? The sun, a sentient star in the sky, just possessed your soul and body and talked with us. Isn't that cool? And you're, so now we're speaking star. Now we're speaking Ophanum. Now we're speaking an ancient language of wisdom, the law of the luminaries. And it's going to correct all the error of your false interpretation of Scripture. Because when the Holy Ghost builds you up to interpret the Bible in the Son, in the throne of Jesus in the Son, Malachi chapter 4, Son of Righteousness, which is spiritual light, spiritual sunlight, Holy Spirit sunlight in your spirit, in your soul, in your brain, and in your bones. Without it, you will most certainly die because the life is in the light of your flesh. Otherwise, your body just decays and ages. But if you walk in the light of the sun, Enoch says, you'll never die. You will never, ever die. So we have to come into the wisdom of Kenan. 
We have to come into the wisdom of the Son, the throne of Jesus and the Son, and let the Son test all your dumb charismatic doctrine and your 16 thesis of whatever you believe in in your Pentecostal church. All of it's going to burn. I'll just tell you that right now. You're like completely lost people. You start to rise in this wisdom. The closer you get to the throne of Jesus and the Son, every dumb thing you believed as a charismatic just burns out of you and be like, oh my God, it is starting over. You're clueless. Like everything you thought you knew in your senses and your reasoning, it, it just gets refined into actual wisdom and treasure in spirit as angel. Because once you're sealed at sun level, it's only angel all the time automatically with no flesh mixture, with no sense reasoning mixture of the animal. Under the sun is animal, and you do the best you can in spirit. And as you get better and better in spirit, you lift the animal up and it burns in the sun. In the sun and above the sun, angel only all the time effortlessly and that is the way of the lord for this righteous generation who destroys the apostate generation simultaneously in jesus name amen If you've been withholding finances, just repent. Repent. A lot of you are to be partners and givers in business and marketplace. Talk to your holy angels. Get your spirit cleansed. And talk to your spouse or talk to your God. And work out a management system of your finances to support Red Letter Ministries and the apostles and the prophets in this ministry leading the body of Christ and just come up with a number that's healthy and wise from heaven with wisdom and then begin obeying and then every day every week every month whatever the Spirit of God tells you to do with finances do it under the Lord and not for man and you will grow financially and you will grow spiritually and you will grow mentally and morally in the holiness of Jesus Christ. Amen.
The oceans are all-